largest city had been attacked by flames exploding from the tar and wood of the bakery where it began, roaring from one wooden housetop to another, pouring out vast volumes of acrid smoke, turning homes, offices, stables, and even plague-carrying rats into hot ash. No one in the 1600s could have seen that as anything more than rampant chaos— but by 1800, a century before Einstein, scientists realized that if someone had been able to weigh absolutely everything in London before the flames began, all the wooden floorboards in all the houses, all the bricks and furnishings, all the beer kegs and even the scurrying rats, and then, with an even greater effort, had been able to measure all the smoke and ash and crumbling brick produced by the fire, it would come out that the weight of the two was precisely the same. This principle became known as the conservation of matter and had been getting ever clearer from the late 18th century. Different terms have been used for this idea at different times, but the gist has always been the same. Burn wood in a fireplace and you'll end up with ashes and smoke, but if you are somehow able to put a huge impermeable bag over the chimney and any draughty windows, and then you could measure all the smoke you captured plus all the ash, and take into account the oxygen pulled in from the air during the burning, you would find that the total weight was again exactly, precisely the same as the weight of the firewood. Matter can change shape, turning from wood into ash, but in our universe— it will never, ever disappear. Those two ideas, the conservation of matter and the conservation of energy, would be central to the education and spectacular achievements of the young Einstein. When Einstein had been born in 1879 in the German city of Ulm, some 75 miles from Munich, his family was just a few generations removed from the life of the medieval Jewish ghetto. To many Christian Germans of the 19th century, the Jews in their midst were strange, possibly subhuman interlopers. To the Jews, however, virtually all of whom were Orthodox, it was the world outside their community that was threatening and disturbing, and never more so than when Christianity itself began to weaken, for that lowered the boundaries between the two religions. This let ideas of the 18th century Enlightenment, ideas about free inquiry and science and the belief that wisdom could come from studying the external universe, begin to enter, at first furtively, then ever more quickly, into the Jewish community. By the generation of Einstein's parents, those ideas seem to have served Germany's Jews well. His father, Hermann, and uncle Jacob were largely self-taught electrical engineers, working on the latest technology of the time, creating motors and lighting systems. When Albert was an infant in 1880, Hermann and Jacob moved together to Munich to set up a business in the uncle's name, Jacob Einstein and Co., hoping to supply the city's growing electrical needs. Einstein's uncle was the more practical partner— Hermann, the father, was a dreamier sort, who had been fond of mathematics himself, but had had to leave school as a teenager to help in making a living. Theirs was a warm family, and as Albert grew up his parents looked out for him.
At around age four, Einstein was allowed to walk the streets of Munich on his own, or so his parents let him think. At least once, one of them, probably his mother, Pauline, followed him, well out of sight, but keeping an eye on how young Albert crossed the horse-busy roads to be sure that he was safe. When Albert became old enough to understand, his father, uncle, and their regular houseguests explained to him how motors worked, how light bulbs worked, and how the universe was divided into an energy part and a matter part. Albert soaked up these ideas, just as he assimilated his family's view that their Judaism was a heritage to be proud of, even if they felt that much of the Bible and the customs of the synagogue were little more than superstition. Leave that behind, they believed, and the modern world would accept them as good citizens. By the time he was a teenager, though, Einstein recognized that Munich was an unwelcoming place. However,